Hello, welcome to This Week in the Word. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Hill. Today we're going to go back to the book of Psalms and we're going to go to the second Psalm, Psalm 2. I would title this, All Hail King Jesus. Psalm 2. Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall have them in derision. Then shall he speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree. The Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son. This day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession. Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them to pieces like a potter's vessel. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings. Be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son, lest he be angry and ye perish from the way when his wrath is kindled but a little. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. Psalm 2. As we look at this psalm, the Lord asks the question, he brings it up, why are the heathen raging? That is, those who don't know God, hate God, would not like to know God. Why are they so angry and raging? And, and why do the, the people imagine a vain thing? And the vain thing they imagine is that they can dethrone God. They imagine that they can throw off, as it says in verse 2, the, the, the king's uh, set themselves and the rulers. It's often political leaders that are against God and and lead people in rebelling against God. The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, let us break their bands asunder. They they believe that the Lord and his word and what is right and principles are are like chains about them that, that bind them from doing whatever they want to do. And and they're they're thinking, well we can we can be free and you know we can cast away their cords from us. And verse four says, God just laughs at this. <laughs> God looks at this pathetic rebellion against him and he laughs and and he he derides them, he holds them, it says, in derision. But then verse 5, uh, everything comes home to this truth. He, he speaks unto them in his wrath, and he, he vexes them in his sore displeasure. He's very angry 
with those who oppose him and, and lead so many people astray in opposing God. You see, the, the world system, my friend, is no friend to grace. That's an old saying. This world is no friend to grace. This world does not really like God. It isn't so much that the world doesn't believe that he exists. They just hate him. Most people in the world who don't know the Lord agree that he exists. They don't like him. They don't want to have anything to do with him. They don't want him telling them what to do. And they don't like people who love the Lord. So if, if you're wondering why all of a sudden, and it's not really all of a sudden, it's always been the case, but maybe in our country, in America, it seems like more and more lately Christians and those who follow the Lord are opposed and mocked and ridiculed and, and despised and persecuted and, you know, compared again to what our brothers and sisters out in the rest of the world go through, it's, it's nothing, but I believe it will become more and more pronounced. So um, that's okay. God's still on his throne. He laughs at those who perpetrate this against his people, and then he, he begins to to exercise his wrath against them. And and he says, Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill as I am. Now, I'm going to save you a lot of searching and studying. That would be Jesus, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ it, died on the cross to pay the just penalty of our sin, and God was completely satisfied that with that. The payment was in full. We know that because Christ rose from the dead on the third day, victorious over sin, death, and hell. And he ascended back to heaven, and he, the angel said just before he ascended, or as he was ascending, that he's coming back. Now, we don't know when that's going to be. I think it might be soon, but, you know, I'm not a date setter. But we certainly see the world aligning itself against God, uh, led by the, the political leaders and the, the uh, judges of the world so often. It's, it's actually kind of a rare thing for political leaders and judges to really love the Lord. And there are many that do. But I'm just saying that all things being even, on the average, people who attain political power, they thirst for it. They want it more than life itself. People who who will do they will do people like that will do anything to get into power and retain power. There's nothing they won't do to get it because to them it's life. And unfortunately there are many people who rise to uh, political leadership and judgeships and that kind of thing, that that what's right doesn't matter to them. It's that they want to be in charge and tell you what to do. Our founders in our country knew this, and so they set up a system of checks and balances. The more closely Americans follow that, the safer we are. When Americans deviate from that, then then it caters to those who would do anything to be in power. 
So watch out for that. <laughs> but these type of people, they don't like the fact that Jesus Christ is Lord. It's just a fact. He is, but they don't like that. And he is going to come back. Now, when Jesus Christ returns to this earth, friends, he's not coming to take sides. He's coming to take over. Guess who's going to have to give up their political power and all of the benefits that go with that and the ability to, to run other people's lives? Political leaders, kings of the earth, judges of the earth. And, and Christ is not asking them to do it. He'll just enforce it. So they don't want this to happen, and everything in the world system is set against that. And, and in fact, in the last days, just before Christ returns, and as he returns, the world will be trying to fight against his return. Now, ultimately, we know that it's Satan that's behind that, and we understand that. But, but right here, right now, uh, we're looking at the human level of this. And, and how does Satan operate? He operates through people. And he wants the kings of the earth and the judges of the earth advancing his purposes. And he ultimately is the one in ultimate rebellion against Christ, and he will be dealt with. But he uses people. Just make sure you're not being used by Satan. But when Christ comes back, God says, Hey, I put my king on my holy hill in Zion. For all of those who oppose Israel and Israel retaining Jerusalem, you're fighting against God. Well, why did God do that? I don't know. God has his own reasons why uh, Jerusalem belongs, why that's special to him. And why that belongs to the Jewish people, I mean, we could, we could break that down and get into that. But I'm just saying it's, it's what God chooses. Just accept it. But the, but the political world system will not accept that. But it doesn't matter. He's still king, and he will sit on the holy hill of Zion. And he tell in verse 7, it's, it's the God the Father speaking to Christ the Son. I will declare the decree, or, or rather, excuse me, it's, it's Christ speaking about what God the Father has said. I will declare the decree, the Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Ask of me, and I shall give thee the heathen for thine inheritance, and the uttermost parts of the earth for thy possession." Thou shalt break them with a rod of iron. Thou shalt dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. So, so Christ the Son knows that God the Father has made him the king. And the king is coming, friends. Are you fighting against him or are you welcoming him? And you are on one side or the other. That's a fact. Now, in verse 10... The, the rebellious political leadership and people of the world are addressed. Be wise now, therefore, O ye kings. Be instructed, ye judges of the earth. Serve the Lord with fear and reverence and rejoice with trembling. Kiss the Son. 
you know, as, as they do in the Middle East, that, that kiss on each side of the cheek, which is a sign of, of respect. Kiss the Son, lest He be angry and ye perish from the way when His wrath is kindled but a little. So they're warned. And even among political leaders and judges of the world and anyone in the world system, when they're warned, even they have a choice. Am I going to continue opposing God and His His Christ, His coming King and His Word and His people? Or am I going to get with the program because I see where this is going? Am I going to repent of my sin and turn my life over to Christ be the right type of leader, the right type of judge, the right type of citizen, and have the right type of nation that's not constantly rebelling against the Lord and His Word. So so even they're confronted and given a choice. But on average, in general, that will be rejected, and Christ will come, and like it says in verses, um, verse 9 there, it's not going to be good for the people who are fighting against him when he comes back. Um, there is not in doubt when he comes back. It's not going to be some battle that ebbs and flows. He's coming back and he's taking over. It's that simple. See, life gets very simple when you just find out what the, what the program is and what the Lord is doing and what his word says and line yourself up with Christ and his word. Now, here's a wonderful end to this very stern psalm in verse 12 at the very end, the last sentence. Blessed are all they that put their trust in him. So, it comes down to this. Are you putting your trust in Jesus Christ as the perfect sacrifice for your sin the risen Lord, who has ascended in heaven and is coming again, have you have you kissed the Son? Have you opened your life and your heart to Jesus Christ? He wants so much to come in and be the King on the holy hill of your life, so that you will not suffer an eternity in hell apart from him, that you can be with him in his kingdom and in heaven for eternity. Cry out today, Lord Jesus, save me, and he will do that. Thank you for listening today. I hope this has given you something to think about, has given you encouragement, and depending on where your life may be headed at this point, it may have may have stunned you, and maybe you're realizing that you, you've got to go back in the right direction to Jesus. That would be a wonderful thing. So I hope the Lord uses this in your life to encourage you and guide you. Thank you for your time today. God bless you, and we'll see you in the next episode of This Week in the Word. <laughs>